Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the big quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Quite a bit of stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to carry on with, the, with some of the debate stuff we've been doing and uh, here a little bit. We're going to debate. Uh, since we was talking about quarterbacks a few weeks ago, we're going to debate uh, who's the best Steelers quarterback, Terry Bradshaw or uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I've already got a, a message and on one, uh, I'll talk about this a little bit, but, uh, you know, the, the main thing, you know, we talk about here is women's football, and, and the sad part is, is it, it's coming to an end uh, for 2019, and, you know, it just seems like it drags along and drags along, and we can't uh, wait for it to get started, and it seems like it's never going to start. And now we're, you know, in the short rows and it's about to come to an end again for another year. And for all these girls that have worked hard on some of these teams and the organizations that have uh, worked hard and really put their organization and their players first. And, uh, uh, it's sad some, you know, will advance to make the playoffs and on the championship and others will, you know, have to go back, rebuild, hopefully try to get better and see where they can get better and see where things went wrong for them and uh, things of that nature. Uh, I do know that uh, the WNFC, they are done for the year. Uh, They're getting ready to, uh, not sure the date, I'm I'm sure somebody will let me know uh, exactly when the date is, but uh, they're I like the way I, I really like the way uh, that they did things this year. I'm gonna have to uh, give them props because, from what I know, they did not have a, a game forfeited. <clears throat> That's a big feat. Uh, something I wish I could I wish I could say. That's always been been a goal for us. Uh, they they only played six games, and you know they did the three. They had three home games. And they each had three away games. Now their away games, a lot of them were were far far away. Uh, but you know, the if you're only traveling three times, uh, you you can sort of travel um, away. And by only playing six games, it allows you to get some breaks in there. Uh, maybe you know every other 
week or something to, you know, help offset some of the cost, some of the travel. Uh, let's not forget that, you know, now some of these teams, I'm, I'm you know, almost positive that most of these girls, uh, if they have a job, it's a part-time or, a, or some kind of job. But for most teams, uh, these girls work or, uh, you know, go to school, both single moms, just a little bit of everything. So uh, the travel is is pretty, you know, hard. I, I know for us, we've traveled five times this year. And, you know, even though they weren't uh, overnight stays, it, it was pretty rough. And, you know, to to make, you know, to make these long trips, I like the way they did it, broke it up with, you know, uh, just having six games and uh, three away, three home. Also, the uh, they uh, took they're taking eight teams to the playoffs. So that means you know they only had twelve teams. That means that uh, four only four did not did not make the uh, playoffs. If if I'm correct uh, about that, and uh, so they had uh, uh, you know. They had the playoffs the way they're doing it, and and I I really like it. Is is they're going to have them when they have them? They're going to have one one game on Thursday, and then another one on Saturday or Sunday. So in one weekend, they're going to know who's playing uh, in their championship. Now I don't know how many weeks apart or or whatever the championship is from the playoffs, but I I like the fact that they're it's going to be done the weekend. You know who's playing who. Um, one team is hosting one side of it. Another team is hosting uh, the other side. So there, there's a lot that, you know, a lot of things they're doing is, is I, I can say a lot. Now, the the one thing, though, that, that I will say is, you know, to, to do that, uh, you have to have, seem to me that you really have a lot of players from uh, from each team, you know. So if you play on a Thursday and then you're playing on again, you know, playing again on a on a Saturday or Sunday, you you would most definitely have to have several uh, players to be able to play that close. Uh, you know, that's almost a back to back, and you know some of these teams. You know, might have so much depth that it wouldn't hurt them. But if you don't have a lot of players, there's a lot of depth that could, you know, play a, a big factor in in how things are going. Uh, but I, I do like the format of it. Um, I do like a lot of things that that they that they did throughout the year. Um, you know, and listen, they like I said they they uh, didn't have a have a game forfeited, and, and you know, and, I, and every year, you know, that that's always something great. And you know, you hear so many people say, "Well, that's just women's football," but it don't have to be. You know, that that's my thing. Is is it is? It's a part of it, and it's a part of it that you know a lot of us don't like. But it's something that don't have to be. You know, just uh, saying, "Oh, that's just a part of women's football." I wish this a part that it didn't happen. I wish that, you know, everybody that was uh, involved in it would take it, you know, as serious 
as, as all the other teams and not, you know, just say, well, you know, it's, it's okay. It's just part of women's football. So, uh, I think uh, your phone may not be muted, uh, but uh, Jennifer, your phone's not muted. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It, you know, it's not no use. We, we know, we talk about it and uh, things of that nature uh, of how, you know, we, we like to, you know, think or at least think we would do things and, and, and all that. But um, it's, you know, all I can say is maybe maybe one day that we can, you know, that we can hope to get to that point to where, you know, we have enough serious teams, we have enough serious owners and enough serious players that, that we can all say, you know, we didn't forfeit any games. And I, that's, you know, that's a goal of mine. That's what I hope for each year. And, uh, you know, definitely with them coming on, uh, they did a lot of things right. I mean, a lot of things right. Um, I'm sure, like everybody else, they probably had had some problems and, and hiccups along the way. But, you know, if they if they did, it you know, it, it sure didn't, you know, hurt them along with the way they did things. And that's, that's a plus because even though they're, they're in a different league, that's that to me that that's a win for women's football, and you know that's something that we all can can work on and, and build toward is is that same goal that that they took in you know making uh, their schedule, picking their teams, you know to to know that they're going to have have these teams that are that are not going to forfeit games, and that's where you know it, it's. It's a struggle for for a lot of us, and uh, but we have to work on it. Uh, I just wanted to give them, you know, props for for being able to to do things the the way that a lot of us wished we could. And uh, you know, we're not gonna definitely not ever gonna give up on trying. It's just uh, you know, it's 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 tougher than it than it sounds like. Uh, you know, it's just not as easy to uh, say you're going to have a league or, or you're going to have a, a team and you're going to do this or you're going to do that. So to be able to say you're going to do this and pull it off, hey, that's a great, great accomplishment. And uh, my, my hat's off to them. Like I said, they sure went out there on a limb and did a lot of a lot of good things and, you know, definitely talked about you know, a lot of things that they were going to do, and they went and did them. So, you know, I hope I hope it works out for them because, like I said, that is a win uh, for women's football and and everybody involved. Now, you know, the when you when you only have the twelve teams, um, it, it seems it seems like it you know can be uh, a lot one sided. Uh, you know, you have you know, some teams that I know had wound up 20-some players, and some of those teams have 50 or 60 players. And I, I'm just telling you, I, I don't care. I've heard the old statement, forever you can only play 11, and, and I get it. I played on a small team. I played ball my whole life, and I get it. But I'm telling you, you give me 60 to 
choose my 11 from versus 22 to choose my 11 from, and and things are going to be different. So that that's the one thing that I would would say that you know that I did see. Uh, they only had the one division, I do believe, and uh, you know you definitely know who the powerhouses are. I mean we we did get to see the Atlanta Phoenix uh, play a few times on live stream, and, and I think the only loss they might have had come to the hands of the Texas Elite Spartans. Uh, so they both were, you know, great organizations and, and, and all their sales. So, um, you know, I, I just find it, you know, it's going to be hard for new organizations and smaller teams to, to compete with that. And, and, again, that's always going to be a debate in women's football of, you know, of how how we can fix that, how it's ever going to become, you know, uh, fair across the board. And, and, you know, I don't know that we'll ever get that, get that debate, you know, in the correct manner. So I, it could always be something that we're talking about. And, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, again, I want to give them props, uh, there's still a lot of uh, football to be played uh, amongst them teams, plus in, in the other leagues, and uh, definitely do not want to overlook them. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have a game in a couple weeks, biggest game of the year against Hampton Road Lady Gators. Uh, they, I believe, they played the Keystone Assault this week. Last week, they stepped up and uh, played the. Washington Prodigy, which wasn't originally on their schedule, but they uh, uh, took the game because of uh, the Carolina Cardinals folded, and uh, we we took one of the Cardinals games, and they took one, and they took one against the Prodigy, and actually the you know the best team in our league, and, and they held them to uh, 19 points, so uh, it must have been a, a really good game. I don't know, I haven't seen it or heard, but. Uh, 19 to nothing, I, I'd say that's the lowest margin that the Prodigies scored in, well, several years, I guess. So, uh, you know, kudos to them uh, taking on uh, taking on the game when they didn't have to and, uh, you know, to give the Prodigy a game when, when a team folds. Man, it just it puts everybody in a bad mind and, uh, you know, you just try to do the best you can and uh, they stepped up and took that game. Don't know anything about the WFA. I just know know that they're still playing. So anyway, uh, this time we'll we'll start uh, uh, we'll start taking some calls. Uh, the numbers six five seven three eight three one zero two zero. We'll talk about some women's football. I do want to like to say uh, take some calls and debate this uh, quarterback situation between Terry Bradshaw. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger, <clears throat> Terry Bradshaw, in case you don't know, has four Super Bowl rings, and Ben Roethlisberger has two. Uh, you know, like I said, I've already got a message from a from a, a Steelers fan that's been a Steelers fan for years, and uh, his perspective. And uh, uh, we actually got some Steelers fans on the team. Uh, maybe they'll call in and give us some perspective and. Uh, I know one of our players, her husband's a big sports fan. He he had uh, 
he likes to talk about sports all the time. Maybe he'll get to call in tonight uh, and, and talk as well. So, Jennifer, uh, send me the first person you got on there. Hello? Hey, Coach. Who we got here? We got Bulldogs Anderson. Yes, sir. How you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. That's good. Tell tell me something. I'm gonna put you on the spot right off right off the bat. What's the what's the biggest thing uh, that you've learned about uh, women's football uh, so far this year? Mm. <laughs> uh, I guess one of the biggest things I get, uh, that I have learned, uh, I guess, and that that I am learning that it always results back to the basics. Uh, no matter how many time, no matter how many times you have gone through something or no how many no matter how many times uh you may say in your head that you know what you're doing or something, it always refers back to the basics where you have to know the fundamentals of football. I don't care how good of a player you are or any of that. If if you don't know the fundamentals fundamentals and you don't uh practice them on a regular basis you 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 won't be your full potential yeah i think you know honestly i believe you brought it up um earlier uh maybe the day or the other day that we've seen that this weekend in a good player but the fundamentals weren't there. And uh, she sort of, uh, I don't know what the correct word is, but she sort of got it took to her. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can you can see that. I, I told you when I seen the corner, when I was looking at film, and I seen when uh, Jennifer was attacking her and, like, and hitting her with the block. Coming off of that first step, no matter what direction the ball was, if it and when she thought she was gonna blitz in, Jennifer was holding her ground, and no matter you know what I mean how much shake and bake she wanted to do, it didn't. She didn't. I mean, she didn't go nowhere, and and that's what I was talking about. I was like, that was just like the basics. That's what we work on. That's what we've been working on since September. Your first step, pushing off, hitting with force. Keeping your feet moving at all times, being alert of who's coming. I mean, it's just the fundamentals. Like she was tired, she was probably tiring herself out trying to get around Jennifer, and Jennifer was standing her ground and boxing her in. Like you, you, you won't coming over here, and and it was just the basics. And Jennifer wasn't doing anything extraordinary. wasn't trying to. She wasn't even trying to be like. The like make it the best of you know what I mean the best play of the game. It wasn't that. It was sticking to the basics. And I mean it, that's what I have learned, and that's what I mean. And I'm continuing to to learn, even when we do stuff. And I'm like, dang, I thought I've been doing this right the whole time. And Jennifer, like, no, this is what you. This is what now. And like I told you, I've been doing this stuff since September, and I can say probably uh probably about a month, month and a half ago is when it really clicked in, and I was like, wow, now I get it. 
And that's because we've been practicing it every time, continuously. Yeah, that, that's really, you know, I hear these uh, um, great quarterbacks and running backs and uh, golf players and, and people of, of that nature, baseball, all these big uh, professional athletes say when, you know, the biggest thing is when when they start struggling, uh, the first thing they do is, is get right back to the basics and, uh, you know, break it down in fundamentals and, you know, make sure that they're doing, you know, what they know and what got them to that point, you know. And it, and it really is true, and I'm glad you, you know, you brought that up uh, to me, you know, when we were having that conversation. I mean, that was just the first thing I've seen. And, I mean, like I said, I haven't – I mean, I have watched football, but it, since me playing it and, and actually being involved, it makes me, like, learn what's really going on and what – what it really means when somebody does something, not even in just my position, in all positions. I mean, it's like when you play in it, you really have to know what's going on, especially when you play in a line. You have to know what everybody's doing so you can know what angle you need to be looking at and what direction to make sure whoever's coming that way, or even if you are a distraction because the ball's going the other way, you still need to play that position in your full capability, and you have to play that strong. And that's what, like I said, for me, just being a, a rookie, that's what I seen. I was like, this girl is, like, moving all this place, and Jennifer just standing her ground. And I'm like, that is just basically holding it. Jennifer didn't need to chase her, come out of the pocket. Like, why? You're nowhere near my quarterback. You're nowhere in the play. We got you exactly where you want it. And, like I said, she, that other girl, she, she I mean, she was a, she has the strength. And she has talent where she could, but you can tell she doesn't practice on it. I mean, she's kind of like uh, Allen Iverson to me. I know it's funny because I'm from Hampton Roads, but, uh, I mean, it's like Allen Iverson. He thinks, oh, what's practice? What practice? That w-? You talk about practice, but what do I do in a game? Like, who cares about that? Like, practice shows that you're committed, that you want to be better. Not only for you, it shows other people that's underneath you that, hey, this person comes to practice all the time who's been here, and they're still doing the basics. Who, why can't I? Or who am I to say that I can't do this? I mean, that's just, I mean, like you said, any good athlete is going to go back to the, the basics. I'm pretty sure if Steph Curry couldn't hit threes, he's going to start going in and start and probably go get fouled so he can get in rhythm by shooting a free throw. And then start shooting in the two-point in the paint. And then he's going to start backing up and get, okay, now he has that feel of motion. I mean, we, I mean, we all just have to – sometimes you just got to suck, suck it up and humble yourself and say, hey, I need to stick to what I was learned, what I was taught. Right. Hey, I'm, we're going to get right back to that debate. I'm going to let Jennifer put you on hold. Uh, we got Jeremy on here uh talk about this Steelers debate. We'll get right back to you. Okay, that's fine. All right. How about Jeremy? You there? Hello. Hello. 
Jeremy, are you there? Well, hey, Malima. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. Well, Henderson, anyway, he's come back on. You know, I, um, I heard him say, uh, before game two, me and Jennifer got to watch a little bit, well, quite a bit of game two. I heard, I heard, uh, that, uh, the, the green guy, what's his name? Um, uh, place for Golden State. Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, hey. Uh, 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 Draymond Green. Anyway, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. That, he said that uh, he um, uh, he called himself out. You know, he must have played bad in game one, and he he went and watched the film and called himself out. And now, I'm not a fan of his, and I'll just tell you, I'm not a fan of his. But let, listen, it, it's hard as any athlete. I don't care at what level. It's hard to watch that film and decide that you played bad. It's hard to watch that film and really digest the fact that you stunk it up and you publicly have to go on there and say, hey, you know what, I stunk it up. I'm calling myself out. I'm going to do a better job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That is hard to do. And for him to do that, you know, like, like I said, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of his, but, you know, that that's the kind of stuff that I am a fan of because that there's always room for improvement. When you quit trying to get better, then you're done, you know, and that shows me that the guy, uh, you know, for him, with his attitude, for him to think that he's stunk it up that bad to call himself out to play better, there, there was most definitely something to it. Uh, and, I mean, I, definitely, because he is a uh, he is definitely a competitive player and a talker. <laughs> he is definitely that. But uh, even I feel like, like you say, even if you don't feel like you can't improve, you should always. And if you feel like you don't have any competition, at least try to compete with yourself. If you did nine threes, uh, nine threes last game or five touchdowns last game, and you think you're the best quarterback and nobody is better than you. They compete with your own stats. Make yourself better by competing with yourself, saying, oh, yeah, I'm about to get six touchdowns now. I mean, like you said, anybody that doesn't want to be better or don't want to see more, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a dead end. You got to take them for who they are. And, like, why carry all that baggage? Because I would like I would, any given day, any given day, I would rather work with somebody. I work with two or three people that's going to work hard as me then have five or six people around me, and I'm the only one putting in the work. Yeah, I, I, I most definitely agree. And you were talking about Steph Curry, um, you know, he struggles, start shooting short uh, before he goes back to three. Well, actually, we got to see part of his warm-up routine. And, and you know, he, he actually starts with, you know, not far off of, of a layup you know, from the left hand and then works out both sides and then, you know, before getting to to a three-point shot. And, um, of course, I mean, you know, the help those guys got, it's unbelievable. And the film and just every tool, you know, known to man uh, at their disposal is something, you know, that, that's great and it, and it helps them. But irregardless, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. 
I don't care how much money these guys, gals make across the professional sports. They want to win. When it gets now, some of them might rather have that money and and play for other teams. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty, and this time of year, no matter how much money those guys have made, they want to win. And I'll promise you this: they're going to do everything in their power if if it means getting back to the basics. If it means you know going in the gym uh, three hours before everybody else and and uh, you know going going back to the beginning of fundamentals, they're going to do whatever it takes. And and that's a, a sign of of a good a good athlete at any level. I mean, yeah, uh, that that's. I mean, you hit that right on the head. Most most of the time, though, when, most of the time, I feel like when you when you have a, when you get a good athlete, somebody that's going to be like who's going to put in the work and who's going to be obedient and who's going to like you know who's just going to give them their all. You can tell probably. I say you can probably tell that. Within, I, I mean, you personally, you probably could tell that the day somebody gets on the on the field, you could probably say, "Hey, I'll give this person like a fifty or sixty percent chance." I feel like like just molding, just molding into a good player and be and already being a player is probably what a lot of people, I think, have like an issue with or obstacle with. Do you agree with that? Yeah, most definitely. You know, I can. Uh, you know, one thing that I've I've learned for for years, actually, before I started uh, coaching uh, football, is I actually um, used to give. I've taught so many people how to team roll, and I learned from my brother years ago in coaching and. Watching, excuse me, these people try to learn to ride and roll and do all that. I've learned to judge um, talent, I should say, and where, you know, where they might shine and where you can get the most out of them because of maybe just their work ethic. You know, I've seen so many people in the roping industry, uh, if they dedicated themselves, they could be the best. But, you know, they just wanted to halfway it, and so they were just halfway it. And, you know, I, I remember as a young, as a young person when, when I graduated high school and decided not to go play college football uh, at a small school. I'm not going to act like I was some, you know, Division One or nothing. But at a small school, um, I'd always team rope a little bit. But I really, at that point, got serious about it. And, I, I mean, every single day, I wrote the dummy. Now, a lot of people don't know what that means. But I wrote the dummy a thousand times a day. And I'm going to tell you something. That takes a lot of concentration. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. It's the kind of stuff that most people will get tired of, but it's repetition. It's not only physical repetition, it's mental repetition. 
and it paid off for me for so for so long, um, you know. And I had and I had money and opportunity that these kids and people, other people had. There, there's no telling where I could have went with it. I just didn't have the money to back it. And you know, at the time, things were so much different. You couldn't just, um, you know, today if if somebody today had 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 my talent and my work ethic, there would be somebody saying, "Okay, I'm gonna take you under my wing. Hey, I'm gonna bring you. I'm gonna bring you out here to Texas. I'm gonna pay you. All we're gonna do is rope every day. I'm gonna pay you for that. We're gonna travel around here to these rodeos. There's so many opportunities now versus then, and but through those years of of me, you know, growing in that sport and learning. Uh, and teaching so many, I mean, I just can't imagine uh, to count how many people that I've taught the rope and how many people that I've helped win their first buckle, belt buckle, or their first saddle, or first trailer, or trucks, and so on. You know, you learn to understand and to 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 defy those kind of people that you're talking that you know that that are going to be good. You know that they're going to put in the work. You know who's going to just always be mediocre because they want to be mediocre. And, you know, it's, it transfers into any sport. And, you know, Ben's wearing the sport of women's football. I see it all the time. I mean, I see it in our team. I know who that person is on our team. Her sons, not just one person. There's persons, and they're on every team. It's not just our team. They're on every team. And, you know, it's just that little bit. I'm going to tell you something. The difference, and I'm holding up my fingers, uh, the difference between being good and great is just that little bit. And that extra little bit is, is what makes somebody be better than somebody else. That little bit of drive. That's why I said I'm pretty sure you could probably, even when you was doing roping, you probably could see within – them being there a couple of hours or just the, I guess the commitment of people coming to practice and if they're like trying to get better or if they're trying to learn and the effort, you can tell which ones, like you said, are going to continue to grow and which are, and then the ones you're going to be like, okay, that's all I'm going to really get from that person. Like, and that's what, I mean, we, and I think, uh, We've seen that this weekend too. Like like we was referring back to just the play of Jennifer. You can tell Jennifer was sticking to her basics and she wanted to dominate. And then her opponent was trying to use the tactics that she used before and thought that was gonna work. And if she probably would have probably went to an extra couple of practices or just a little effort to want to be good, she probably could have competed with Jennifer. But because Jennifer knew, hey, this is what I want to do, and she was sticking back to her fundamentals, and Jennifer always want, like, wants to improve and stuff. So, like you said, that's, that separates a lot of good athletes. And I feel like we run across them all the time. I think uh, we see them in the NFL, NBA. I mean, I see players like – I mean, I hate to say it, a lot of the people like them, but Carmelo Anthony and me. Carmelo Anthony is a good basketball player, but he didn't get no better than he was when he came in the league. So once you started competing, and now then like Golden State started growing, 
because around that time when Carmelo Anthony was coming through, Curry and them wasn't there. And now you're getting this younger crowd that wants to be good. You're uh, Curry's and uh, what's my other boy? Tom, is it Thomas Thompson who shoots threes? I forget Clay the other Thompson, boy yeah. Clay Thompson, yes. Clay Thompson, yes. So you got them who's out here wanting to compete because like Clay Thompson his last game. Curry wasn't doing good, but Clay knew he had to step up. And that's because he wants to win. They want that drive. I mean, like I said, you, some people just don't have it. And it's, and it's, they do have it. Everybody has it. It's just if you want to use it or not, I should say. Yeah, I, you know what I've seen in, 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 that, in that girl this weekend, and, and it comes back to me is, is not only, you know, was she real mouthy every time I've ever seen her, but just think of how many plays that she didn't that she didn't even give a hundred percent. And you know, as as good a player as she could be, I I promise you, I don't care who you are, if you're not gonna give a hundred percent uh on this team and I know a lot of people's hundred percent is different than others and I can accept that. But if you're not going to give me 100% of what you got when you're out there, then, then you won't find yourself out there very long. And I think that's the difference. You know, I made, I made the, the choice long ago uh, to, to do things different here and do things that everybody that I knew that knew anything about women's football told me wouldn't work. And I made the decision to stand by my decision, and no matter what, and these these teams won't do it. These teams are so afraid. Oh, I don't have very many players. I run her off of this. You can't be afraid, but I'm going to tell you something. You take one bad apple, and it spoils the whole bunch. You take one player that takes players off, then the other player says, oh, that's our best player. Well, she ain't even playing hard. Why should I play hard? It's, it's like the play. So if you get rid of that one bad person, the rest of them will be better. I promise you. And that that's for for me that that I you know I just I'm not going to accept it you know we were talking on the way over there and uh, with uh, Ashley and Junior uh, talking about some players that we've had over the years and had some great players and and uh, you know I, I didn't run any of them off they run themselves off it's just the way that you know their way of thinking and my way of thinking uh, wasn't wasn't the same because I'm going to tell you something. Somebody that's not giving 100% will get somebody hurt that is giving 100%. And that, that to me, ain't cool. Is, is you know, they they do do something halfway and somebody trying to do it 100% gets hurt because somebody else didn't do it 100%. And and I'm, I don't like that at all. Hey, let me uh, um, take just a uh, minute here. I know I was trying to get Jeremy, but he had actually sent a message through the chat that um, he thought that Terry was definitely the best uh, uh, was the best quarterback for the Steelers. And you know, I sort of <laughs> I, I guess I'm on both sides of the uh, the fence with with this debate, and and for the simple reason is you know if. I think Dan Marino's the best quarterback, and he has zero rings. He only played in one one uh, Super Bowl. Because when I when I think when I think of a quarterback, to to me, you know, I think of a pure 
passer, pocket, quarterback, you know, you define quarterbacks, some of them never even throw a pass. Uh, so you could put a running back at quarterback at that point and, you know, handoffs and run and stuff of that nature, you know, like these triple options and things. They don't even have to throw the ball. Um, you know, so even though I know Tom Brady has six rings and uh, Peyton Manning has two rings and, and uh, you know, they – they debated who's better and blah, 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 and they're both great. Um, you know, and I, I got to watch Terry play a little, and I've got to watch Ben uh, play his his whole whole career. And I will have to say that I like Terry Bradshaw better than I do Ben Rocklesberger. Uh But I'm going to say this. I, I'll say this, and I, I'm really not going to pick right now, but I will say this. I've watched Ben Roethlisberger make some unbelievable throws. I've seen him shred lots of tacklers, and when the game was on the line, I've seen him step up and, and make those throws. And it's hard to go against that kind of play because when when he – now, he didn't a lot of times, but, man, there was a lot of times he did when the game was on the line, he stepped up and made – some unbelievable throws in big, big-time games. So uh, we'll, we'll keep that debate alive. Maybe we'll get some more people, uh, you know, to, to uh, send some information in. I was hoping that uh, uh, Bobby was going to get to call in and talk about it. Uh, but right now we'll take just a short, short break, and uh, we'll get right back at it. Hey, this is Ashley Miner, quarterback for the Tri-Cities Thunder, and you're listening to The Fifth Quarter with Coach Johnson on J.C. Hawks Sports Network. All right. Well, thank you, Ashley, for the, for the promo there. Um, you know, I keep, I keep getting these uh, these, these messages, uh, 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 but, you know, Everybody has their opinion, and and if you're going going with rings, yes, you know Terry has has four rings. Um, you know one one message that I got, like I said, was from a from a, a longtime Steelers fan. Was you know they said they were going with Ben because Terry might have uh, benefited from having two Hall of Fame receivers in Lynn Swan and John Stallworth. Well, I will ask this. What about uh, Hines Ward? What about San Antonio Holmes? What about uh, the guy that just left from up there that, that caused all the uh, caused all the problems? Antonio Brown. What about those receivers to throw to? I mean, Hines Ward, if, if, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame yet, but I'm sure he will be. Uh, San Antonio Holmes was as good a receiver as they was. He also had uh, tied in uh, in Heath Miller, which was uh, uh, played in uh, over in Grundy, Virginia, went on to play to, in the University of Virginia. He had him. Uh, so ben, ben has had some really good receivers uh, throughout his career to, to throw the ball to. Um, it's, it's just hard to say, man. You know, 
the Steelers were just so dominant back in the day when they had Terry Bradshaw, they had Franco Harris, they had uh, Rocky Bly, they had uh, uh, Mel Blunt, you know, they had Stallworth, they had Lynn Swan, Mean Joe Green. Uh, they had all these guys, man. They they had a dynasty going on back then. And if I was if I was to just say who's the better quarterback, I'll probably have to say Ben because it's sort of like the Tom Payton deal. I feel like if Payton played on the Patriots, he'd have a boatload of Super Bowls. And, and being he didn't, we know what he's got. Um, you know, I just feel like that. You know that. Terry had less to worry about than Ben has to worry about. Tom has had less to worry about than Peyton had to worry about. So, you know, it's hard. To, it's hard to go against those rings, man. As, as bad as I, as bad as I hate to say it, but uh, like I said, we'll keep the debate alive. Um, Henderson, if, if, you know, if you're still there, um, yes, you know, just every, just every week, you know, if you look back. You know, you you learn stuff. I mean, it's just like in the game. You know, you come to the sidelines, and you know, hey, I, I'm 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 a little confused here and there. And you know, that's 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 great because you're learning. You know, as you go and and listen, you're you're seeing something different every week. That's the beauty of it is you see something. A de- you see a different defense alignment every single week, and. You know, that's what makes these guys and the pros so good. Even on that line, these guys are so smart that, of course, again, I can't over – I don't want to ever overlook the way they get to practice, the way they get to watch film and all that versus what we get to do. I never want to try to compare because if we were in that situation, things would be way different too. But those guys are, are every week are blocking the best of the best. And, uh, you know, they they do get to watch all this film. But those guys are so smart, you know. They do miss a few blocks here and there, and they get confused here and there. But, man, for the most part, when you watch an NFL game, and they get beat, don't get me wrong. And they, like I said, they'll miss a blitz. But when you watch a game, just, just imagine – Somebody with with your size, Henderson, as fast as Caitlin, you having to try to block them every single play of every game. That that's what it's like for those guys. Yeah, that will blow my mind because Caitlin is <laughs> Caitlin is fast, and I will definitely be <laughs> that will be, definitely be alarming to me, but. I was I was confused because and I and I mean and when we all get a minute to come together as a team, I'm still gonna address some of the concerns that I mean that we we probably fixed it temporarily on the field for where for the game that we were playing, but for long term and for where we where we are going to be for like championship material and games. I need a, I need more clarification because I did see something that <clears throat> I didn't recognize, but I also was getting frustrated because I didn't I didn't know why my side wasn't pushing as farther as we could. I felt like they were just like always so close on our side, so it it kind of bothered me. 
man, uh, even on tape, you can see it. That first play of the game, I looked at, I guess, the first play of the game I was getting, I guess I can say I get, was getting the Jitter play out. And then that second play, you hear, you, you would say, come on, Henderson. And then, I mean, I put it into full gear. Like, it was just like, I guess like you said, you just, when you get into that action and you playing in that in a position and even we are looking at different defenses, sometimes I do. I, I get up there and I am like, okay, if this person has this one and I got here and we're going up the field, I am. I'm analyzing. And, I'm, and like I said, I guess this is just a learning process for me as a, being a, my first year coming in and playing. And I know as time get, goes on, I will start recognizing it and it will come quicker to me than how it did uh, on the field. Like, I went through a couple of plays, and then when we caught, they got that timeout, I was letting you know, like, hey, Coach, I'm really confused on this. And, I mean, and I still – I mean, this is – I've been watching films since Jennifer posted every night before I go to bed. And I'm still, like, looking at it and seeing, even though we're, we might not see that team again, I'm still – if I'm looking looking at a defense and it looks similar to what they have, I want to still know what I need to do. I mean, like you said, I mean, in order for me to get better, I got I have to ask questions. I'm not going to be the best person on the field. I'm not. So I I might get beat. A blitz might come at me, and I just want to know everything that I can. So when the time comes, I'm ready for it. Right. Well, we we would definitely, uh, you know, we would definitely get into that and, and you know the um thing thing about football is, is this when when you look at when you're when you're look at a quarterback's looking over the defense, uh, you know, everybody calls the the side to the right on offense is the strong side. So most of the time that that's where they load up, you know, and uh, because most people are right-handed, most quarterbacks are right-handed. Everybody seems to think they want to go right-handed, and that's what it's always been called is the strong side. And you know that that happens. And you know after we scored that one way, I think they really shifted. You know to that. Um, but you know it don't matter to us. We we our strength is is just playing to our strength. You know it doesn't matter. We don't have a I never figured that we have a strong side or a or a weak or back side or whatever they call it. Uh, I just figure, you know, we just we just play our game and uh, you know, listen, there, there's you know, I shoot, I'm not making excuses. It is what it is. You know, we've got a bunch of girls that's uh, never played played position before and we're all still learning as we go and and the fact that, you know, they put up some kind of fight uh, was beneficial to us, and you know, in the game, uh, you know, that they tried to to stop us. So, hey, we're gonna, hey, I'm gonna put you on hold just a minute again. We got Bobby on. Let's see you. Let's see what he has to say about the Steelers debate. How about it, Bobby? Hey, how, how's it going? Can you hear me? Hey, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you calling in. Talking with no problem. To, what What you got? Who, who you going with here? Uh, it's actually uh, it's it hurts me, but I'm gonna have to go with Big Ben. Uh, I, I looked at the stats. I I, I like Terry. I, I I like what Terry did during his career, but I just cannot get past the amount of interceptions that Terry Bradshaw threw 
with the talent that was around him. And I think Terry's a better leader on the field, and that's why a lot of his teammates had the careers they have. Uh, so I'd probably build a team with Bradshaw, but if we're just comparing player to player, Big Ben's probably had the the better career overall. Yeah, I, th- I think Terry played on the better overall teams than, than what Ben has played on. You know, like one of the Super Bowls, uh, I don't know, I didn't look it up, but I was told that one of the Super Bowls, Terry only threw seven passes, and they still won a Super Bowl. Uh, they they asked a lot. Well, they have over the years uh, really asked a lot of Ben Roethlisberger, you know, to, mm. to carry the team. Now, I know things change. You know, it's like me and you talked about. It's, it's, it's the money situation. Uh, most time these guys are in that situation because, you know, they want all the money, and then they have to, you know, then they have to carry the bulk of the load. I get it. But I'm going to say this. I know, and I, I'm not a Ben Roethlisberger fan at all, uh, but I, I'm with you. If, if you take the rings away, I think it, that he's the better of, of the two. But I will say this, man. We were in Florida when they played the Arizona Cardinals in that Super Bowl. And I was rooting for the, uh, I was for the Cardinals. I'm not going to lie. And that pass he made to Holmes in the Super Bowl for them to win that game was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, dude, he was on the run and threaded the needle in the back of that end zone. That was unreal. So, I, I'm as bad as I hate to say it, I, I think you're on the right path. That and also, I mean, Put Terry behind the lines that Rothenberger has had and let him take half those hits. And, I mean, Terry took some hard hits, but for the, I think a lot of people don't give Big Ben credit for that durability and just staying in there and knowing that his line will do, his, do their best, but he's willing to take the hit to get the big play. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, he he, he over the years, uh, you know, he'd, he'd given up more sacks than anybody for uh, so long. Just think of the ones that he escaped, you know, the times oh, yeah. that they could put him down or, you know, that he got away and continued to play. And, uh, you know, that, that's what the dagger People don't understand that, man, when, when these defensive backs think that quarterback sacked and then those receivers – continue to try to get open and mm-hmm. then he escapes and, and man then he's got one wide open. That's what's made him, you know, who who he is over the years and um it it really is um tough. I mean he's like a dang tight end or a or guard back there playing quarterback so it's tough to bring him down. But I I'll say this not and like I said, I'm not a fan of his at all. But man, he has made some unbelievable throws at times when they needed it the most. Yeah, and, and I think this is a skill I, I haven't seen a lot of the the new quarterbacks do it, but like Big Ben does it, and uh, Aaron Rodgers and Brady and and far back in the day is on those on those free plays where you catch that uh, that offsides. And like you said, they're just waiting for that one play, and, and everybody thinks that whistle blew, so they 
stand up for that split second, but the receivers run. I don't know how many times those Hall of Fame quarterbacks, that's been their bread and butter on on some games, or at least have bailed them out on a lot of games. Yeah, those guys, you know, they're so smart that, you know, mm-hmm. I think I think Ben is actually probably better better now than he's probably ever been, if you don't know the truth. Just just for the simple fact that he, you know, they they say he's a change person. I don't know, but you know, the seriousness of of the position and not just being arrogant and you know, really watching film and doing the the check downs as me and you talked about, you know, and a lot of the crossing receivers and throwing to these running backs because a lot of these big time quarterbacks or down the field quarterbacks that I call them, uh, they they won't take those check downs like we talked about. You know, they don't throw to the uh, backs out of the field. They they want that home run hit every time. Mm-hmm. But those Hall of Fame guys, like like the uh, the guys we're talking about, they understand that those other guys get paid their money. They're the best at what they do, and and sometimes it still uh, it still leads to the same goal. Yeah, the one thing I also will say is is I uh, I think that uh, Terry Bradshaw played for the better coach. I'm not a fan of uh, oh yeah. Of, uh, of the coach at Pittsburgh and Chuck Noll, uh, you know, was a, Tomlin. was a great coach over the years. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh Tomlin I, I think he he does good with uh, with what he has, but he's not anywhere close to to the scheme guy or, or the game planning guy that, that Bradshaw had. Well, I, I just think, you know, with today, you know, with, with what these guys have to uh, to play with, I don't think they manage them the right way. You know, that's that's the one thing, uh, you know, they they say is, you know, these coaches today want to be want to be buddies with these with these guys instead of being their coach, and that's the one thing that I loved about, you know, uh, Bill Belichick and and. Uh, Tom Landry and uh, mm. you know, all these great, great coaches is they was no doubt who was in charge when when they're on the field. And I think right. so many of these these well, I think it's the whole organization has has wanted to get away from that because, you know, they want to have a coach that looks good out there and, you know, have can have a good conversation and Go all so on with their players instead of being the guy. Hey, I'm I'm in charge. I'm the one calling the plays. I'm the one calling the shot. And here's what we're going to do. Things there are just not many of those guys left. Right. And that that actually that may be a long term issue because at some point you have to keep your players to know that there's somebody that that can cut them or that can bench them. But we have, like you were talking about the the Cowboys and Jerry Jones earlier, he likes to put on the show. And so I would hate to be Jason Garrett because he's basically just a puppet. And that's where we're talking about. Players know that Jason Garrett can't cut them or he can't bench them. And that's where you're talking about those old guys and previous uh, generations 
they knew the coach had the the ultimate say. The owner wasn't going to come in and and step and and overstep that line. Well, you you just you said Jerry was speaking to Jerry Jones. Let's just think about it. When Jimmy Johnson left, yeah, uh, Barry Switzer come in with his same players and won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. After after that, what what is the Cowboys did? Uh, you know that they they've had some great players, man, but they've right. not did any because they haven't had. I mean, even Bill Parcells. I mean, him and Jerry Jones argued one all the time. You know, they were at it all the time. Um, yeah, it's just you got. I I just firmly believe that. Uh, you know, I'm an old school guy. I mean, you already know that. I firmly believe that you got to have somebody that's in charge. And we know without a shadow of a doubt who's in charge of the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, it's his team. He pays the money and all that. But at some point, you got to figure, you say you want to win, Jerry, but are you doing everything you need to to win? And I don't don't think so. You know, I think that uh, uh, I think he's afraid to to lose that edge to a coach again like he did Jimmy, even though you look what Jimmy Johnson did. They went from three and thirteen to thirteen and three in a year. Right. And um and I think they will be at some point it'll turn around. They'll be either new owners or, or the the collective bargaining agreement and, and all that there'll be some way that it'll turn back around, but right now, like you said, they, it is a dying breed of coaches, and I think it, it's going to keep coming out as the guys like when McCarthy left, you start hearing the stories uh, about Rogers and and their riffs. But the good thing on those is they actually kept it in the locker room, and were still very successful. Now they probably could have been more successful. Um, if that had been known and maybe a coaching change had happened earlier, but at least at all times you do need to to know who is in charge. Yeah, that's, that's without a shadow of a doubt. I'll tell you some, uh, you know, I don't know how much success he's going to have at uh, the Jets, but I, I like Adam Gates. Uh, you know, I, I like the fact that, um, you know, he kept that a Jai guy when he was at the Dolphins, and at that time he was their best player. But you know, he he wasn't giving a hundred percent. I mean, the guy was out there loafing, taking plays off, and doing this, and didn't want to work hard at practice. And you know what? Adam Gase let him go. I I like that. I think I think we need more of that. I I think that's the product of of these uh, major sports professional mm-hmm. sports, these guys are making so much dang money that, you know, once they get to that status, I mean, just think of all the guys, when they come out of college and they go to that combine and all that, man, they're willing to do anything to get on these teams. They're willing to do anything to get that money. And then once they get that money, man, it's like they're on cruise, you know. Mm-hmm. And that kills your team when your team invests so much money on you. You're one of the best players. You're out there on cruise control. Everybody else is doing 100%. And you may be the – and that league, 
taking a playoff or two can mean the difference in the winning or losing in any game, oh, yeah. but especially in that league. And I, I think I don't know what he's going to do with the Jets. I, I wish he hadn't went there because I like him, but uh, I, I do like his his way of uh, his style and his way of thinking. Yeah. You know that they they got after the Matt Patrice guy, you know from from the Patriots, and I like him too. Uh, they got after him at Detroit because. Uh, you know, they play inside, but he was he was making them practice outside in the snow. Uh, you know, the media and stuff, they was blasting him for that. And uh, I, I, like, I like the fact that, you know, that, that he was doing that. So, who knows, man? Oh, yeah. these, these, these guys, I mean, it's you get crucified. <laughs> if you win, oh, it's great. It's the greatest idea in the world. If you lose. If I knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> Always. Hey, speaking of, hey, we was talking about a little bit about basketball the other night when we was eating up there. Uh, what about Golden State going in there and uh, stealing the win uh, two nights ago? They did. Um, now, I, the one thing is, I was. I got an update on ESPN right before I left that Clay Thompson probably isn't playing in game three. And so if, if that's true and they're without uh, Grant and Cousins, I think game three, the, 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 the Raptors should be able to win that. I actually think that the Raptors should still be encouraged, though, because they did a lot of really good things in that last game. And – there at the end, they just couldn't get a shot to go, and so I think they they still can take a lot from game two. I said, uh, I think you said you had Warriors in six. I think it, it could go Warriors in six, or if it goes seven, I think in seven Toronto will win. Yeah, I originally said Warriors in six, and and I, I, I'm not going back. I'll, I'll stick with that. But at the time, I didn't know. I thought the Warriors had home court advantage, but um, I, I'd say I'd say if the Warriors win, it's going to have to be in seven. I think if this goes six, that the Raptors are going to win. Um, I heard them say earlier, riding up the road, I'm in Michigan, and I heard them say a little bit on Sports Center that uh, Clay Thompson was hobbling, but he said unless his leg was dangling, he was going to play. But That's we know he's probably not going to be that effective. Um, but I, I think Cousins is, is playing, if I'm not mistaken, unless he, he re-injured. But, uh, yeah. you Cousins, know, uh, Cousins will play. Yeah. Without Thompson, right. without Durant, I, I don't think that the Warriors can beat, can beat very many people, if you want to know my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just – I don't think so. And I think, I think you're right. Toronto dismissed some – wide open shots down the stretch and uh um you know what to me they just out hustled golden state uh you know mm-hmm. at one point in time uh, the lead was five and uh they got three rebounds in a row and kept the lead to two and at that point i thought i thought golden state was in trouble because they hadn't scored a basket in five minutes and uh yeah Paul or whatever his name is he made that shot rattled it in 
if he hadn't have made that, I, I, I firmly believe Toronto was gonna gonna win that game. And then had they won that game, and then win this game coming up, because I think you're right. I think that Toronto will probably blow them out uh, mm. tomorrow. I, I think that uh, it, it's it's over. If at that point, if they'd won another night, you know, taking a three-zero lead, I, I with without Durant. With, Without a healthy Thompson, uh, you know, I just don't see, see it happening. Now, if, if, if in fact, Thompson can get healthy and they get Durant back, you know, I think they could come back from a from a 2-1. But without those guys, no, nah, it, it won't go very long. Yeah, I, I think as long, uh, by the end of the series, as long as two of the four can play consistently, they, uh, they're good. But – I'm worried that Thompson may end up being more of a hindrance because, like, like Kerr and everybody says, he's going to play nonstop, um, no matter no matter what the situation. And I don't know if Kerr can tell him not to play, and that could end up being an issue. Um, but I think it's going. I think with these injuries, it at least has become uh, something to talk about because. If they had had three of these guys, it would have been a sweep or, or maybe five games. Yeah, I, I believe that if, if Durant's healthy, that uh, well, if if Durant's healthy, Thompson going down really doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, I mean, I think he he's a way better player than Thompson, and uh, oh, yeah. not to take away from Thompson, but I mean Durant's probably the best player in the game right now, and you know. Uh, if he's healthy, I think it's a totally, you know, different different series all the way around. But uh, I don't know what his status is. I, I haven't followed his other nights. The, probably the most basketball I've watched in a, probably since last year at this time. I'm just, you know, I'm just not a fan anymore since our, since our Kobe and Jordan and Magic and Kareem and James Worthy and Larry Bird and Dr. J and all those guys are gone, man. It just ain't the same. Yeah, understandable. Bobby, hey, man, I appreciate you calling into the show tonight and uh, talking with me. Every, hey, we, we'll debate something here about every Tuesday, so uh, just keep us in mind and get a chance. Holler at us again, bud. No problem. Appreciate taking the call. Have a good night. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Bobby Harvey, his wife plays for us, Amanda. She's uh, learning a lot, getting better every week. That's what you want to do. Um, how about we got any more callers, or is Henderson still on there? I'm still up here, Coach. You still there? Yeah, there I'm still go. here, Coach. Uh, uh, what? Uh-huh. While y'all was talking, what you think about uh, Odell Beckham, how he's not been going to practice and stuff, and he's just now going over to the Browns? Well, you know what? That just that, – that, that's my opinion of him, just exactly what he's doing. That's just – you know, that's my opinion. Those guys, that's what I'm talking about, those, those kind of guys um, – they're just selfish, you know. I mean, it's it's all it's all about them, you know. Um, 
did you see did you see the hood ornament on his Rolls Royce? Oh and yeah, I seen that. I seen that when he was uh he put a picture of himself on his car, but you can't even come up to practice. But the coach well, no, he, that, he's, uh, got, he's got his Rolls Royce coming out of the grill. He's got his head ornament coming up out of his grill with him making that one handy catch, man. That was that was the only catch that he could think about. The Browns coach, because uh, the man on Sports Center, I forgot his name. That black man that's real loud on Sports Center, whatever show. He always got something to say. He's always screaming. Stephen uh, A. Smith. Yeah, him. I, I don't know. He's, he's just he's always screaming. Is all I, I call him screamer, but. He uh he even said something. He said like this is bad, and I mean when I first heard it, I was just like, oh well, it's not required. Or he, I'm thinking like he's just moving. I don't know. Like I gave him a buy for that first one, but then that coach released something saying like he's fed up because he's he's still missing practice. I mean, they blamed a lot on the Giants and stuff, but like um, Manning said. Odell wasn't getting himself open either. So that's going to be uh, a concern if I was the Browns. Like, the rumors that we were hearing, is that true? Because right now, I mean, he's not showing commitment to him. Well, just think of this. Just think of this. You're, you're, you, they just signed you out free agency. They probably give you a huge contract. They're depending a lot on you. You've got a quarterback that, that – uh, is, is in his second year. He didn't even start all the games last year. Um, you know, the, the, it's going to be tougher for him this year than it even was last year. And you're part of well, you you're they're bringing you in as the extra. They you know they feel they were close to a playoff team last year. They're bringing you in to get get them over the hump. Let's give this quarterback help. And you can't even show up. I mean, what does that what does that say for him? And look, not only that, what does that do for our kids and and our fans out here that that has him as a as an idol? You know that he's their hero. What what's that doing to our sports as, as for our young and our young kids and and our fans out here? I mean, that's not showing them nothing because I mean. And it's going to be a waste to people, like you said. Them kids are coming to see him, want to be, uh, want to be him. And when they grow up and stuff, and he's too busy, worried about getting himself on the front of his truck. And he, and that was a pass he did probably his rookie year. I mean, he needs to get over that pass, and he needs to start focusing on football. I know it was another man. On ESPN, he did, uh, I want to say it was 12 different topics he did about Odell Beckham. And he was just talking about how Odell Beckham's career, what he's been known for, and the catch. And then he said throwing, like, a big yacht party and uh, dancing and stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I like Odell. I think he's a good athlete. But just going back to what we talked about, it's it's all about how, how good of an athlete you really want to be. I think he's right now riding the wave of his catch that he did 
when he can be way better than that catch? Well, I think, you know, you. I mean, we talked about the, the girl that played for Fayetteville and, and, you know, her mindset of, you know, I don't know if she made practice or not, but I, I'll say this. I talked about the coaches, talked to the coaches with her before. Uh, they, they point blank told me they couldn't do nothing with her. Uh, the rest of the team warmed up. She didn't even warm up. We've seen that. Uh, you know, she didn't even go out there and warm up with the team. So she's probably doing whatever she wants to do. And we see it at this level. You you have you have everything in me tells me that somewhere along the line that they've seen this happen somewhere else. Uh, and to act like this, there's no way that you could come up through high school or college and play sports and have that kind of attitude. There's just no way possible. And, and you know, it's, it's sad. I mean, you know, it gives us something to talk about. Uh, but it, it's really just sad that it, that it happens. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, that's that's one thing, and I'm, I'm really proud of, of all of our players. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of young green players. We've got a lot of undersized players. We've got – some uh, players that, that have really gotten better, haven't reached their full potential. But we play hard, and we give everything we have, and we, we practice hard, and we get most of them at practice, you know, other than work or, or, or something serious. And to me, that that's one reason that we've won some games and that we've had some success is, is because we're serious. And I think – these teams, when they when they go to play us, that you know they they have so many athletes. I'm telling you, that Fayetteville team has a ton of athletes, and they go out there and they just don't don't have any answer for us, or they're no match, and it gets them so frustrated. But the bottom line is, hard work. There's no substitute for hard work, and we put in that hard work uh, over over the course of the year here. And that's why I'm so proud of all of our players. Absolutely. I'm proud of everybody, especially like some of the newcomers that have came along. And I mean, like you said, we, some people don't even really know too much about football, but they've been committed and kept on going. Uh, even Zoe, I mean, her sister was playing and she decided to do something else and she continued to, show her commitment by showing continue to come. I mean, that stood out to me even more. Uh, and, I mean, like you said, we just got to fight. We, I mean, we always have been having that fight. I think from the beginning, everybody knew. I mean, you said it from the beginning, Every from when we was having tryouts, what our expectation was, what's your expectation of this team, what, you, what we were trying to accomplish. And I think everybody who was on board, is sticking around, and who everybody who else who didn't take it serious or didn't feel as if they wanted to apply by what we were going by, the rules and the expectations, they eventually just weave themselves out. And I mean, I think that's why we have, have have had so much success because we are all on the same page. And like you said before, you never budge about anything you have set for us. You don't care if you're the best, if you're the fastest player, the strongest player, or anything. You were 
if that's the decision you want to make, you let them make it, and you stuck to your guns, and I and I and I respect that. I mean, because who would want somebody to come in their house and disrespect their stuff? I mean, even though you're a guest in my house, but if I don't allow shoes in my home, you're gonna have to respect that, and I'm not gonna budge from that. And I feel like that's what making that's what's been making us so successful. We all know what we're supposed to do. We know our assignments, and you, we know what you expect of us. And we just go out there and try to execute every every week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, I think you set those standards and expectations when when you first meet people. You know, I, I know it, it. I say this for a joke, but it, it's serious. Is you know, it, it got so bad from. You know, Jennifer tell me, you know, Jennifer used to meet with these players before I did. And uh, she'd say, I'd say, hey, tell me, what about, I don't know. And, you know, you know, a lot of them, she'd say, let me talk to them before you did. Because she knew that when I'd tell them, usually when I'd tell them, they they wouldn't show back up. And it it was just the way that we were going to like to do things here and the way that we're going to do things here. And but you know I felt like that hey if they can't take that then then they don't need to waste our time. It's not just my time they're wasting; it's your time they're wasting. That's time I could be helping you when I was helping them, and then here they leave. You know I say it all the time. Every everybody I get I get mad. I'm gonna I'll, I'll be honest. When somebody quits on me, I'm mad. I am furious about it, and I'm gonna tell you right now. You players ought to be furious about it because the time they took from you, from us coaches, you could have that extra time. We spent with them, and then they quit and left us hanging. You players ought to be mad about it. I'm going to tell you right now, I played on a small team in high school, and some of my best friends uh, quit football for whatever reason. After they decided to play, and, you know, then come season time, they decided to quit. And they left us hanging. And I'm going to tell you right now, they weren't my best friends anymore. Uh, we we did not go hang out and everything because they left me in a bind. And that made me mad. That put the whole team in a bind. Because I thought more of that team than I did just us. Now, if I wanted to put that team on the back burner, I could have, you know, just been, oh, okay, it's okay. I'm still going to be your best pal. We'll go fishing after I get out of practice. No, it wasn't okay because you left us hanging. And it still makes me mad today. I'm just going to tell you right now, it makes me furious. And it should make you players furious because they, uh, you know, they leave us all hanging, not just me. Um, but the one thing I'm going to say about Zoe here, and we only got a few minutes left, is. I want you to look at how much Zoe's mind has changed, how much her mindset has changed from the first time we saw her. I know me and you had this conversation, it's, and it's like, you know, you, we felt like if Chelsea wasn't pushing her, she might not have stayed. And then, you know, here she winds up being the one to stay and playing and actually getting playing time when her sister bailed out on her. I mean, Coach, from the jump when uh, Jennifer was even doing conditioning, 
I could see it. Like I said, Zoe, for her sister to be the one that reach out and then her sister comes aboard and, like, was hitting the mat harder and just, like, you could just see, like, she was just pushing harder. I, I, I kind of knew. I said, okay. I Like I said, I was kind of skeptical. I said, I don't know if her sister goes, what's going to happen? But she, she she was showing at the beginning that she wanted she wanted to do it. I mean, I remember at the very beginning that she wanted to do it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I, she has definitely improved. I think she's getting more comfortable. I feel like uh, she's gonna be like a solid weapon. She's really not a lot real vocal, but she definitely is putting in the work. And I mean, I'm I'm happy she's here, and I feel like if she stay with it, she's gonna be even better. Yeah, I most I most definitely agree with that. Listen, you you know what you you were you know even though you weren't as football knowledge as as what you'd like to be, just think of this: you still like football and you watch football and you have players and certain things. I I don't know that Zoe even has a favorite team. I don't even know that she can name many football teams. I don't know. You know how much her football knowledge is, but for her to still want to stay and play, you know that to me that was uh, you know a pretty good. Uh, I liked it. You know I don't know what the word is, but you know for her to stay around, you know we all felt like that. Well, her sisters who we met first, and you know she said her sister, or Chelsea said her sister wanted to play. We didn't even know about Zoe. And, you know, after the first day that I seen them, you know, I know Zoe's attitude was a little different. I don't know that she's used to that kind of, you know, coaching. But I told Jennifer, I said, if she will hang with it, she would definitely be the better of the two. I could tell that just by what little bit of time that, you know, we uh, worked with them that very day. And, uh, hey, I'm glad she did. You know, I mean, we've, we've had girls to – quit on us, and, uh, you know, hey, it's like, you know, Nick Saban says, hey, somebody quits, it, it just opens it, you know, you can't be sad about it or, or whine and moan about it, it's just a, a door opening for somebody else for an opportunity, so uh, I hope she takes and makes the best out of that opportunity, and, uh, you know, turns in to be uh, a good player for this team, she's young, she's big, she's got her whole life and future ahead of her if you know if that's what she decides to do um, she could be a good cornerstone player for this team for for several years so uh, maybe she will well, Henderson hey I appreciate you calling in we're about out of time uh, next week we'll, we'll find us something else to talk about next week and uh, uh, get us a good practice going on this week and uh, learn a lot and uh, uh, try to get ready to play those Gators in a couple of weeks. We know they're a good football team and uh, got a lot of great athletes on their team as well, and it's not going to be an easy task, so uh, we got to get ready. But uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll see you this weekend. All right, Coach, you have a good night. All right, appreciate it. All right, hey, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to the show tonight. Um, BJ, uh, her dad, uh, got admitted to the hospital. Jennifer, had to wind up uh, running the show for us, and I, uh, my wish, uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to BJ and her family. Uh, I do want to thank Jennifer for taking the time to do it. She's been under the weather, and 
has to get up really early. Um, Jeremy for sending us in some insight. Uh, Junior Gindlesberger's daddy is the one that uh, sent me the, well, she sent me the message from him earlier to debate about um, the players. And then, of course, Bobby for calling in and talking and, and Henderson always for calling in. And everybody that's uh, got to listen out there tonight, thank you for listening. And uh, um, I appreciate it. And uh, thank J.T. Hawk Sports Network for giving us this opportunity. Till then, we'll see you next Tuesday.